Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 14th of June 2020. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. Sleepy time. And Rob Kemp. Yes! <laughs> yes, it's sleepy time! <laughs> I've been so tired the last few days as well. Yeah, I probably should have gone, yawn! <laughs> yawn! Can't wait to leap into that bed and snooze away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've really got the sleepers for foos attitude at the moment as well. Really? <laughs> yeah. My brain doesn't want to sleep, but the rest of me does all the time. Yep. I know that feeling. <laughs> so that's the sleepers for foos attitude. Well, well, my head doesn't want to sleep. Actually, no, it's, it's various bits of me don't want to sleep. At any, different, any given moment, yep. most of me wants to sleep, but there's something that says no. And uh, like Friday night, oh, well, Thursday night, it was, it was my legs saying, you haven't run for a few days because you've, you've been ill with a stomach thing. So, no, I really want to run. And my legs were like spent the entire night just doing doing how do- what dogs do when they sleep. You know, sort of shuffly, shuffly, shuffly. So that was that. And then the last couple of nights, it's been like, I want to stay up and play games, but the sensible person in me says sleep. <laughs> But you still want to sleep all the time, even though you want to be playing games. Yeah. I'm tired. It's the dilemma. The classic dilemma. <laughs> but sleep is for foos, though, right? Sleep, sleep I... is for foos. <laughs> That's what you think at 1am when you're playing games, but then in the morning you're like, oh. Absolutely. Yeah, 1am rocks around in Rocket League and I'm on Friday night and I'm just sort of sat there going, I'm still really quite wired. I should probably go to bed. <laughs> Indeed. Wired. So yeah, I've been uh, mildly not well, other than, but not oh, anything no. uh, pandemic related. I'm beginning to wonder, right, and this is possibly the worst thing I could say, given my uh, normal eating habits. My current theory is that dairy is bad for me. Well, that'll be bad. <laughs> oh, I mean... People have that, right, as a thing. Like, I know da- David can't eat, like, what, what's it called? Lactose intolerance thing, right? Well, yeah, something like that. Uh, like, I, it's just that the last couple of times we've had quantities of pizza. Oh, you can't be. Pizza, yeah. Hmm. But things have gone quite south, and this week was particularly bad. Um, that doesn't seem so gonna... like necessarily a dairy thing. <laughs> There's a lot of ingredients on a pizza. True, but. <laughs> But sometimes I've been quite queasy on a run when I've like had a coffee or my, <laughs> a milk-based cereal in the in like before the run, and, and some mornings not like I don't know. Hmm. Maybe you should I'm try. Trying, but, I'm, I'm try having but, a hard time narrowing it down, so I'm trying like I, I might try a dairy-free week and then switch to black coffee. See if it makes a difference. I think yeah, large maybe. quantities of milk in general. And then followed by running is probably not necessarily a good. No, thing, milk though. and running is really bad. Um, yeah, that much I've now I now know. <laughs> but then again, I, 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 I've had decent runs when I've had a coffee right before. That's so not a large quantity of milk. That's a different. It's a reasonable quantity of milk. I've had a latte. <laughs> latte then a run mm, doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. I've, it, I've definitely done it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just experimenting. 
see, let's see if that calms everything down for a bit. Um, there's just been too many Mondays of late where things have been bad. Not just because it's Monday. But because I'm Garfield, aren't I? it got preceded by pizzas or, yeah. or, or milky coffees. Well, the thing is, is there's normally so much pizza <laughs> that we're eating it Monday as well. That's a thing. Ah, well, maybe it's like day-old pizza then. Yeah, it could, could well be. It might be worth avoiding. Like, yeah. Maybe you can't trust the... Uh, oh, hey, Domino's, we'll just, just reheat it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Which would be a shame. Because I like second-day Domino's almost as much as I like first-day Yeah, Domino's. it's almost nicer, isn't it, in some ways? Not nicer, but... It's, a, no, different, it's, definitely not it's good. a different thing. Good. Yeah. I've gone completely, I haven't had Domino's for a very long time. It's all been Pizza Hut for a very, for a while for me. Mm. Well, the, see, the Domino's deal at the moment isn't actually too bad for, two, for you know, for Nome and I mm. in terms of uh, quantity and stuff like that. So it's, that's been working out all right at the moment. Nice as a change. From the hut onslaught. Also, hut have been a little variable during this lockdown. Right. You know, they've had a couple of really excellent weeks where the, the cheese game has been on point. <laughs> on point cheese game. But we had one extra ropey week where basically it seemed like the base had bubbled to the point where it had pushed everything else out of the way in spots. So it was just exposed, hollow base. <laughs> it was weird. Mm, that is weird. My hut doesn't always um, pay full attention to the order. Because <laughs> for some reason, oh, yeah. for example, the garlic sprinkles come by default, yep. which I don't really understand. So when I choose no garlic sprinkles, they still put it on there. It's like, yep, we have that practically every week. Why? Why? That's why you don't order that base. What? That's um, like the default base, though. You can't get like other ones in the medium size. Like, no, you can't anymore. It's all just classic base. But that's now. where the... That second day pizza comes in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to commit. <laughs> commit. <laughs> Fully commit, but then you have the second day pizza, and then you you feel queasy when you go for a run. Oh no! I'm, of late, it's been queasy regardless of the running. Oh, full queasy. Yeah. I think it has... seems more likely it's Domino's fault than the, the pizza specifically. Maybe, maybe this week. Yeah, there might be some proof to that, but it's just. Yeah, I'm gonna try it anyway. I've got some, we've got some soy milk and some oat milk in, so I'll be, I'll swap to that for a while and see what happens. Yeah, I'm I, not having pizza. I'm not having pizza this week. Yeah, no, you that's can't how, do both though. That's how. That's you how can't test the I'm theory. <laughs> but it's no dairy. Cutting all dairy, no cheese. Yeah, but you still have to have a pizza though. You have to have everything else that's on the pizza apart. You have to have the shitty. Well, I have to have a pizza. pizza. Yeah, I really don't like those. Oh, no. I know someone who orders a cheeseless pizza and he's just a mistake. <laughs> a delicious cheeseless pizza just for me. <laughs> oh. yeah, so, so, it's I'm like sorry, the opposite. Sorry, Cambridge, sorry, Cambridge Dan, you're a lovely chat, but cheeseless pizza is a no. A hard no. Indeed. What you been uh, eating lately, Zeg? In lo <laughs> lockdown cuisine. Same things as usual, really. Sausage stuff. It's just I have my pizzas at home now. <laughs> the crappy frozen pizzas. 
Yeah, they haven't opened the Asda counter yet either. <laughs> that yeah, I can see. I can imagine why. <laughs> mm. But they're not even like making the, the the like standalone fresh pizzas, you know, under more healthy conditions than having customers leer over a counter, you know. Yeah, but that's the counter is still where they have to make them though, and it's still exposed to the store. Well, yeah, but do they have a place to make these pizzas that's not there at that counter in the back? There must be somewhere. I don't know. It seems like they probably just make them on that same counter, maybe before the store opens. Well, yeah, maybe do it on a Sunday night, but then that's that's better because then they can clean it up, do the pizzas, clean it down. Problem solved. It's a lot of extra cleaning rather than just not making them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure. That's the general rule of all shops at the moment. A lot of extra cleaning. Or just not doing it. That's the other rule. <laughs> That's the problem. They've got to be doing something to make the extra bill. Got to make paper right now. They're struggling. I don't yeah. know if the supermarkets are struggling. Everyone else is struggling. Supermarkets are doing fine, I think. Everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they might be up. <laughs> yeah, they're up because everyone has to buy their beer there rather than at the pub. Mm. Get your beers yeah. here. Oh, the pub. I miss the pub. <laughs> oh, well. Sad times. I'm struggling with lunches because, like, that's probably one of the best things about working in central London is... There's so many nice places to go for lunch and, and things that you, so much variety of stuff that you could get. Um, uh, and it's like, ah, oh, halfway through the day, time for the reward and something nice. Uh, but st start working from home, feel like I barely even have time to make something. Uh, because everyone kind of, not not everyone goes for lunch at the same time, obviously, or people aren't aware of when, when lunches are. And I'm trying to do a bit of go for a run or something. So then it's hard, it's oh, hard to mess fit. The whole system, Messes up the whole system. So then I'm like just ham sandwiches all every, all day, every not all day, <laughs> every day for, for weeks. How long? 12 weeks. That's no good. So I'm trying to think how to mix it up. But it's like you go to the supermarket to you know, get something in, more interesting and then you have to queue up for like half 20 minutes just to get in the door. It's like, oh, so I'm trying to think. So today I got some instant ramen. I'm going to try that. Oh, yeah. No, we, yeah. we've got some of those. Are they the Nissan branded ramen? Uh, I can't remember what the brand was. It was one that um, someone recommended, but I, I, I can't, I don't actually know much about that. So I'm, I'm going to have to try different ones out because I ended What's up getting... a bit like a pack of super noodles, but are actually ramen. Like soup ramen, yeah. Or is like it, I or is it like, or is it like a pot now? Well, th that was the thing. It's like the brand that I knew that I wanted to get. The only ones they had were like pots. Right. Um, so I haven't tried them yet, but I shall see if it's like a. Because um, I, I have this thing that I've never had a pot noodle. It's what is my like um, um, <laughs> safe for work. Um, never have I ever, uh, you know. Uh, I have never had a um, But I think instant ramen is going to be okay. But it's it looks suspiciously like a pot noodle. So okay. <laughs> it's, it's basically the same thing, maybe. But hopefully it's tastier and it is a proper brand. So um, well, I like the, um, as I said, they're, they're dirt cheap. They're like 50p a pack or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, That's the what Nissan, I'm looking for. Yeah, Nissan Super Ramen noodles. It's yeah. Like the, the filth, but like pretty, yeah, pretty nice, actually. Yeah. Uh, Laura suggested just um, uh, chopping up some spring onion and sprinkling it over the top, which is a nice idea. Yeah, that could work. That can yeah. help. I'm going to give that a try this week. Um, 
but generally, yeah, lunch. It's difficulty. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, Gnome's struggling with that a little more, I think, than I am because I'm. No, oh, you used I'm it. Sort of, yeah, I'm kind of back in my old work from home ways now, and it's which sucks because I don't like it anymore. No, um, I'm sick of it already. But the um, I don't like it. Uh, like yes, so Gnome's struggling for lunch more because she normally gets lunch from work. Right. They they just have lunch for her. Uh, it's just like so she's struggling quite a bit. So she comes. She's, we have different lunch every day, pretty much, but which is nice. But like, it's like eggs on toast or dippy eggs and soldiers or various egg product here, please. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of protein. That's good. Yeah, she likes her eggs at the moment. Ham sandwich day. Always ham. <laughs> yeah, always ham sandwich day for me. Can I put cheese on that? Yes, you can. I mean, so now I'm going to be like, no, you can't. <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> You're going to be in, in dairy free land. Oh, it's going to be so hot. It's, it's not going to be perfectly dairy free. Like, well, but best effort. Yeah, re a reduction. Right. We should probably talk about computer games, seeing as there's quite a lot of news this week. Yeah, the reduction in cheese is depressing. Let's talk about that now. Uh, <laughs> what can we increase? Gaming? We can increase our gaming, apparently. We can increase our gaming about 100 fold. Because <laughs> there's been like 100 trailers. Right. Some stuff is happening. What would have been E3 is popping off. Sort of. Well, some of it is. It's remotely popping. It's popping. Right, so a couple of big events happened. Well, a few, a few events have happened. Now I can't, I can't unfortunately claim to have seen them all. But to be honest, in in, every, in anything other than Sony's event, uh, there's a whole lot of oh, that looks like a game, and didn't stir that much more emotion in me than that. That's like all of the sub events of E3 usually, though. <laughs> usually, well, the development yeah. one. The, the... Even the Square Enix one is usually like, yeah, there's a couple of big games and there's like, all their other stuff is just <laughs> stuff we don't care about. <laughs> to some extent, but yeah, sometimes the big events at least. So they, I don't know. I feel like they're, they, they're, they're more interesting generally, but I'm just getting a lot of... My vibe so far has just been, that's game, not really... Ooh, that's an interesting looking game. And it's like, I think that's perhaps the fault of just having so many trailers. Like after a while, it's just like I'm having a hard time finding the standouts because there's so many. Well, it's because those other, all the non traditional ones are like they are just a bunch of trailers and maybe a guy talking in between, but like not, not in the same way as the, the companies do it. They, they're not used to staging, I suppose, even in a non stage context. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't quite know. Well, because the Escapist show was literally just trailer, 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 trailer. Very little else. Um, as pretty much was the Sony one. As pretty much was... Well, the PC gaming show tried a few more interviews, but... Uh, yeah. not not Still not all that interesting. And I haven't seen any of what happened at the future game show. Um, yet. So I'm a little behind. Apologies. The internet is... Uh, we'll get some hot takes on some hot issues. 
so I think what I'm going to do is for the escapist one is I'm just going to hit on a few highlights um, that I spotted uh, and we'll do all of PS5 because PS5 important indeed so here we go the escapist indie showcase with a little bit of Yahtzee thrown in for good measure because he's the one person they have who's famous, I guess. Yeah. They've still got, they've still got Movie Bob. Still famous. But, yeah, they've still got Movie Bob, but I guess Yahtzee's bigger. Um, I feel like Yahtzee's dropped off a bit recently, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, it's weird. It's like, it's weirdly, he's dropped off because they're trying to use him more. Yeah. <laughs> they're mm. like, please make other shows, not just that one thing that you do. <laughs> So they opened with possibly the most, uh, one of the most interesting things actually in the whole thing was their opener um, called Windbound, which I bring up because, boy, does it look a lot like Breath of the Wild and the Wind Waker had a baby. It's like they're going for the same art style, the same sort of combat pretty much. It looked like there was even like a Z targeting like bit of um, letterboxing going on. <laughs> Oh, classic. At one point. Um, uh, yeah, and, but you, and you're sort of traveling the sea as well on a, on a raft that it seems like you can you can build up and customize to some extent. Um, I'll be honest with you, it looked like a pretty good one of those. Like, the, if, if that's what they're going for, that it seems like they're, they're doing that. But, of course, but it, the problem is with that is it seems hugely derivative. Like, I couldn't really, I'm not sure I gleamed anything particularly new, but hey, it's, it seems like a damn fine attempt at making that style of Zelda game. But kudos, I suppose. Um, I think we knew about this already, but I just, I'm baffled as to why it exists. Like, they're doing a remaster of SpongeBob. Battle for Bikini Bottom. Because everyone's remastering everything at the moment. <laughs> That's what like, people like, are doing. And that, that game was the, quite popular. Was it? Speaking. Why? <laughs> because it was a good SpongeBob game, I guess. That's no, pretty much what you need. I mean, the remaster effort doesn't look like they're doing too much. To no, it. that's what I thought when I saw it. I was like, this doesn't look that remastered <laughs> for, no. all, for all that big deal they're making. I assume they've sharpened the UI and that's kind of it. Yeah, I mean, I maybe maybe it's harder to remaster remaster a game that was based on like a cartoon style. It's like you can't just like up the texture resolution, really. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that isn't, well. yeah, maybe that's maybe that's why they chose to remaster it. It's like, there's a lot of flat colors. We'll be fine. We don't have to give Patrick a texture. He's just pink. Uh, what else we got? Let's talk about Wave Break, which I've seen on Steam actually for a while. This wasn't a new announcement, um, but I just wanted to get your sort of take on it. It's like they're trying to do Tony Hawk's, old school Tony Hawk's, but instead of on a skateboard, you're on a jet ski, and you're still grinding and doing tricks off waves and things and manuals. That seems to be the same, that same sort of flow. Um, uh, there's a tiny amount of shooting in there for some reason as well. I like the and a synthwave soundtrack, and you're a bear. And you're, <laughs> and you're a bear. <laughs> of course. 
mean, what's the thing? What's okay, the skating game where are you where you're a bird or something? Isn't it? That or... is literally called Skatebird. Skatebird. Yeah. That's <laughs> what everyone's trying to do at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Bring back Tony Hawk's, including Tony Hawk's, Hawks, as it turns yes. out. Uh, that kind of looked alright, actually. I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, optimistic. it sounds, yeah, like an interesting concept. It's, it's got a bit of wave race in there, I suppose, but more on the Tony Hawk side. I mean, it wasn't really racing; it was more on the Tony. Ah, uh, okay. It was, it was more about, um, but yeah, if you're getting, getting tricks if, together, do you like grinding along the top of a wave that is moving? <laughs> Although that sounds like an interesting idea, no. They're, they're like you're at like a like a resort. You're not like just in the middle of the sea. So there's uh, like plenty of like rails around the edge of the coastline and things like that to get on. And... Like metal rails. I can't really picture it. <laughs> it's the same as snowboarding, right? When they just have random rails uh, okay. on the side of the mountain. Right. I mean, it's not as bizarre as it sounds. Like mm. it, 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 it looks. Can yeah, you grind it, it on a jet ski? Look as abstract. <laughs> I don't know. I feel yeah, like that, that would might. damage it. <laughs> yeah, maybe you have to have a slightly special jet ski, but probably right, okay. not that bad. Yeah, because the prop sticks out, doesn't it? There you is a prop. It's a jet ski. No, it's a jet ski. Of course it is. Dirt. <laughs> Huge dirt. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good way to start a podcast. Um, uh, something that I thought may potentially catch Zach's eye, uh, which was Stronghold Warlords, partially because I got a little bit of the whole banished vibe about it. <laughs> That's not saying much. It's like no, it's it's like get hype for town, you know. Medieval <laughs> city builder. <laughs> yeah, kind of, but it looked it it very much sort of had that look to it. It looked a lot like banished, except it's like feudal Japan, and uh, with a bit of like. Oh, okay. You can actually do combat e stuff in it as well. Looked okay. Might be as echo. Uh, then uh, skipping forward a little bit, we got something called Ultra Kill, which I've only really bringing up not because I thought it looked good. I thought it looked kind of messy, but it's a PlayStation One graphics styled speedrun shooter. So that whole this whole nostalgia phase that I think we talked about years ago, right? It being like, oh hey, what about we sort of skipped the whole PlayStation One style three D and the nostalgia world because it looks oh, so no, bad. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it seems like there's a few people trying that now, Fair. and Ultra Kill is one of them. Um, it looked like like they were trying to do a. Devil May Cry style, well, style, style system. Um, uh, you know, so like it's about, it's about how you kill the things, and that racks up bonuses and points and things of like that. Whilst it being a hyper fast quake ish thing, right? But it had some sort of janky looking effects that made the trailer very hard to follow, and my eyes kind of hurt a bit. Not just because of the PS One ness stuff. It's just it's just kind of difficult to see what's going on. Mm. Um, another potential Zacky thing, but maybe maybe not, um, was Rift Breaker. Um, partially because hey, it's got some base building and it looked a little bit factory like at times. <laughs> so, but pretty loosely, I'll be honest. That's not the focus of this. It's uh, it's more of a 
uh, I'd call it a survival twin sticker, where you get dropped into a planet and you can you're supposed to roam around as a mech, and uh, but there are occasionally huge waves of aliens and things like that. So you probably have to build up a base in order to uh, in order to be able to survive the huge waves. But there's a little bit of a larger focus on exploration. Mm. Um, than maybe some of these other games, but the, and you can have multiple bases, and that's the rift thing because you, there are portals you can build around the place that lets you jump jump around the map. It looked all right, quite high, relatively high production values, it seems, for a top-down twin sticker. Uh, what else we got? As I sort of said before the podcast, there's a whole lot of stuff here, and it's like unless it really stood out, I'm having a hard time kind of remembering what everything was um our favorite pratchett is writing a video game again oh yeah so so be careful and it's specifically about writing <laughs> it's just extra dangerous <laughs> it's a meta writing game about bad writing well kind of it's about a kid doing some writing so maybe we're okay um <laughs> so maybe it's intentionally bad writing <laughs> yeah i know i know she's kind of like a renowned figure in the video game writing world, but I'm not a fan. Um, so she's doing um, this thing called Lost Words Beyond the Page, which is a weird... I don't know. I'm not sure if the concept really sits well with me. And that it's, it's, it's a kid trying to write a story, and one half of the game is portrayed as the words in a journal, but you're platforming over those words. Right. Uh and occasionally able to do stuff with the words in order to cause things to happen to the story. But then there's the other half of the game, which is takes place in the fantasy world of the story, where you're still doing a platformer, but it's like presented not as on the book. You're presented as being in the world. Right. But you can still call upon some of the words of the storyline in order to make changes to the world around. So it's like, oh, they couldn't break the wall. It's like you can take the word break and then put it on the wall and the wall will break. You know? Mm. <laughs> Things like that. It's a, it's a, it's a, That's kind of cool. It's an interesting concept, but I'm not sure. It's one of those games where I'm not sure it really actually work fully in practice, if you know what I mean. I think it'll be yeah, like yeah. too simplistic for people like us, but it might be cool for kids. Uh, what else we got? Um, uh, shout outs to the Disco Elysium style of game, because Game Deck looks like it might be one of those. Um, we're talking a cyberpunk detective thriller where there's basically like there's a there's a real world which I think they called Realium. <laughs> Realium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, which is pretty stupid, but there's also like this virtual game world in which, like, it's a little bit Ready Player One-ish, which I actually watched again the other night as well, uh, where everyone basically lives in this in these virtual games almost, and so all their problems from the real world are kind of worth dealing with in the virtual world as well. I can't um, remember if you liked Ready Player One. Oh I yeah, I'm, I'm, I, oh, I think it's fun. Cool. I, d- I think it I has problems it. as a as a film for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like the let's let's say it's dragged down somewhat by its portrayal of gamer love let's say gamer love i don't know like not in not in a creepy way but just kind of like i know films have a limited amount of time but there's a certain amount of oh god you're a friggin idiot kind of love story 
in there that's just like like why what are you doing this is oh it's so cringe but not in a good way it's like yeah i didn't didn't enjoy that well as in gamer is socially awkward can't negotiate a Kinda. romance yeah it's like oh girl likes me i'm in love instantly. oh right okay <laughs> that Fair kind enough. Of, which is kind of bad And then obviously, obviously, well, yeah, it has, has that whole aspect of all the obvious, like, yes, you're in love with an avatar. The real person might not be that. Mm. Yeah, all that jazz. And it's just like, ugh, bit heavy, bit bad. Not, 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 not the best part of that film. The best part of that film is just reference watching almost. It's like, oh, there's a thing from that. Oh, there's a thing from that. The homage meter. Oh, yeah. That was from the Space DVD, wasn't it? The homage meter. Yeah. <laughs> I think they did it. Did they do it first? Shaun of the Dead DVD as well. Uh, probably. We can yeah. Turn on those subs. That was kind of cool. Anyway, game deck. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think, <laughs> I just I think... remembering a stupid joke from the Daily Show years ago, which was like uh, these um, these gay people have some, this kind of ra- radar for like th- like way of being able to detect other gay people. It's called a homometer. <laughs> 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 not, so not the gay bar <laughs> yeah exactly that was the joke <laughs> the homometer uh, they even had the words gay and dar like coming together in the middle of the screen visually and then it just got replaced with a moment <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry you were saying no, 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 <laughs> it's just, just a stupid gay. joke <laughs> that's pretty good um, yeah the uh, fan, fans of Disco Elysium I think are going to be interested in what game deck has to offer offer uh, they're, they're, they are claiming to have like a full-on consequence system as well, similar to Disco Elysium, where it's just like you know, all of your, pretty much any action you take with a NPC is going to have knock-on effects later on. That's what they're selling. Mm. Um, hot shot racing. Now this caught my eye because I looked at this trailer and was like, that looks incredibly familiar. It's a, uh, it's a racing game. Where, but they're trying to ape the Virtua Racing sort of look. You know, early polygonal racing games, so no textures, all black. Ah, or Daytona. Like, I've, sort of. I've seen this. Well, not, not even Daytona. Daytona had textures. You know, like you have to think the one gen before Daytona. Yeah, hang on. I'm sure there was a game like this recently, wasn't there? I saw this at AGX a good few years ago, and it was under the name of Racing Apex. Right. Yeah. Didn't that come out? That game, that game didn't come out. Oh, this is now that game. Oh, okay. So Racing Apex has now become Hot Shot Racing, and yeah, it looks good. Like, I, I, it's clear that they've done a lot of work to it, um, even within the confines of its concept. It's um, what did yeah, come out is Daytona, right? Remastered or whatever port, right? I think that did come out. I think that might be why I'm getting confused. Something definitely came out along those lines. Oh, maybe a different thing, anyway. but. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely, I mean Daytona's been ported to a few things, but mm. the actual, you know, the original Daytona USA was was a textured game. This is this is an eight uh, virtual. Oh style. yeah, okay, yeah, um, okay, yeah. And it, yeah, as I say, it looks like they've done some work to it. It's got cop chasers in it now for some oh, reason. Cool. <laughs> but it's like they're, they're they're pushing the angle of like it's about the, the rivalry between the drivers oh, and uh, okay. having you in garage and things like that. And it's, it looks it looks good. Like I want to, I, 
my concerns at EGX were that some of the cars I didn't think handled very well, but the, that some of them handled pretty nicely. And it's like, so I'd quite like to see what they've done to this. Like, I'm, I'm definitely interested. It looks really fast as well. <laughs> yeah, looks cool. Hot shot racing. Uh, what else we got? Shout out to Proto Corgi. Just because it's a shmup where you're a corgi. And it looked, looked, looked kind of cute and cool. Uh, have you ever wondered how Kiwis would get on running a post office? <laughs> I don't mean Kiwis as in New Zealand. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I can ask my Kiwi friends. <laughs> Until they I have them. Kiwis as, as in New Zealanders. I mean, literal Kiwis. Oh, literal Kiwis, okay. Well, we already know how a beetle would manage it. Well, yeah, you'd play pinball. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Um, yeah, there's a, a a game called Kiwi, spelled K-E-Y-W-E, uh, where you play as Jeff and Deborah, Kiwi birds that manage a postal service because all the <laughs> other birds in the postal service can fly, so they deliver the stuff. You, so you're given a desk job. And that's the entire premise for the game. It's like <laughs> it's sort of like a co-op platformer, but you're trying to do a postal job with weird machinery. It might be good. It looks pretty cool. I just love the fact that the Kiwis are called Jeff and Deborah. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like Kiwi names. <laughs> All right, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Deborah. <laughs> That's what Australian. That was Australian. <laughs> yeah. Debra. Debra. That would be more. Uh, yeah, maybe a bit South African there, I don't know. Um, well, yeah, that's the thing. It definitely. You know. That's an accent, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can't South do. African and, yeah. I know more Kiwis than South African. The only South African I know is my hairdresser, I think. Uh, oh, that's a good point. I, I work with quite a few South, Kiwis. I the other way around. I think I've known more South Africans than I've known New Zealanders. Hmm. I was taught maps by a New Zealander. Oh. He said protractor. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> right. Uh, loosen. Only no, <laughs> I don't feel like it. <laughs> loosen up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay up tight. It's not that kind of loosen. It's got a C in it somehow. L U C E N. Loosen. Ah, loosen. Uh, because it's. I only, I'm only bringing that because it's yet another Breath of the Wild looking game. Um, but it looks less good than uh, Windbound did. But yeah, just weird to see two of them going for that same thing. Uh, what else we got? Uh, a Juggler's Tale? I'm not sure it showed particularly well here but um it's an interesting idea and that they're sort of going for like an unraveled style platformer but the the trick is is that everything in the game's a puppet so there's puppet strings hanging down from the top of the screen and those strings can get in the way so like you can you can snag on things in the scenery or pull things about because you know you're walking past and the strings will pull objects around with you um, so the puzzles will be based on that. Mm. That's kind of interesting idea. 
Uh, what else we got? Okay, I'm going to mention this just because I'm not. I have absolutely no idea what this really is. But there's a, there was this thing called Of Bird and Cage, uh, which described itself as a symphonic metal album game or something of that ilk. <laughs> uh, right. Where it's like it, it looks like you're effectively like playing the music video or something. They're trying to. They were trying to sell it as imagine if the game was like the entire game was synced to music, but it's a story driven thing or something. Uh, like I, like really couldn't fathom exactly what this thing was from its trailer. But, I don't know, the idea sounds interesting. Symphonic Metal? A game revolving around everything being in sync with the music? Could be interesting. Mm. I mean, I've never played anything like that. So... Yeah, I, mm. I really know. I, I kind of... I, I guess I just want to know rather than play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost. I just want to know what this is. It looked weird. Uh, Destroy All Humans is getting a remake. I don't know if we knew that already. Um, actually, I'm not even sure if it's a remake or a new game, but it was just called Destroy All Humans. Um, they already remade it. <laughs> another remake. Yeah. The second remakening. Uh, what else we got? I'm just going down the list. Bartlow's Dread Machine seemed like an interesting idea until I saw it. Like, <laughs> they were like, what if video games were made 100 years ago and were like mechanical coin ops? So your characters are like uh, vintage looking things, but they have to move on tracks, like mechanical tracks in the floor, and everything has to move like in the, in the physical space. They've got like guns and stuff. It was like it, it like it. It looked kind of cool, but I think the gameplay is probably a little too simplistic. Um, like too much like a run and like a not quite as good as Contra style Contra. Yeah, it looked odd, but I mean, not looked odd. I mean, the, the gameplay didn't look like it was all there, but it, but it's got a but it's got a cool vibe to it. You were vibing. I was vibing with its vintagey style. Uh, I'm going to bring up the last spell, but unfortunately I can't actually remember what that game was. And my note, <laughs> but I'm bringing it up because my note has, oh, it's got music in it by the algorithm, who's pretty cool. And I remember that, that music being pretty decent. I'm going to have to check out what that was again. That's annoying me. Uh, so where have you heard that, that music before from that? Uh, the algorithm. Um, yeah, my brother recommended it to me a few, a, a few years back. Sort of, um, it's sort of, it's it's electronic, obviously, but it's not. It doesn't really fit into a. I find it hard to put him into a category because it's 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 like it's heavy beats, but they don't normally follow a like a, a normal time signature or something like that. Or they or when they do, the beats are kind of like unexpectedly timed. Hmm. And it's it's a re it's a really interesting listen, even if it's not something you'll be jamming to all the time. Okay, sounds like could be. And has he done game soundtracks? I don't before? know that he has. No, no. Oh, okay, put out stuff. Um, yeah, this was this was off Spotify. Um, Sweet. Okay. Well, that could be intriguing. Mm. Oh, shame I can't remember what the game's actually about because I was just <laughs> too focused on. Oh, you know, what? 
Um, I'm going to give the ropiest trailer so far award to We Are The Caretakers. Good God, this thing looks bad. Yeah, if you want to see a bad trailer, there you go. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you anymore. No, thank you. Um, there was, again, I wouldn't say it was presented particularly well, but the idea sounds kind of cool um, in that it's like uh, this thing called Gone Viral, which is pretty directly going after that Smash TV feel. Right. Um, in that it's a viral video game show or like death show where you're a guy in a set of rooms trying to stay alive by shooting things, but it's got roguelike style stuff, so you'll be picking up random random power-ups that do weird and wacky things to your character. Have some binding of Isaac in your Smash TV, why not? Mm. Um, but it's also one of those games that's got Twitch integration, so like the streamer's feed camera feed will be in the game instead of needing its own little window for them to overlay. There'll be like video monitors in the game world of the streamer. And uh, and it's got like audience interaction and things like that so they can vote for what happens next. Hmm. So, yeah, as I say, I don't think that the, the, the demo was showing you a lot of its hand, but Maybe that's the right way to approach a roguelike. I don't know. You want to see? You want to see like one example of like here's here's the weirdest it can get. And I don't feel like I necessarily got that from what they showed. Um, you think there's okay. weirder lurking in there? Well, I, that's the, that's my concern. Yeah, and I don't I don't know that there is. Maybe it's too safe. You want to see something really bonkers. Just what? Just one thing that's really bonkers to give the you were like, oh, cool. But I'm not sure I got that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about sin therapy just because the idea is kind of kind of interesting. It's out in August 2020. There's a date on this one. Um, in my notes. Um, because you're a counselor that's counseling an AI that is supposed to give counseling. You are giving a therapeutic AI therapy. <laughs> oh, so you're counselling a robot uh, counsellor, but does that robot counsellor counsel humans or other robots? I think it, I think it cancelled humans, but oh, okay. it itself is, now requires counselling. <laughs> I see. I don't know. It's, it's like as far as storytelling goes, that seems like a pretty cool idea. <laughs> That's one of my favourite jokes in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is the the uh, the lifts that are um, not only are the intelligent lifts, they also can see slightly into the future, so they can tell like what floor you want to go to before you even step into them. But they get like super paranoid and they end up like getting depressed and hanging out in the basement all the time, and they have to employ all these psychologists to try and coax them out of the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they need to be paranoid? Because they can permanently see that everything's okay. Well, that, yeah, they have like a, they keep having existential crises because they can. Uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, maybe it's a dubious gift being slightly clairvoyant. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe if it's like all the time, maybe that's a little troubling. Because isn't it one of those things like where it's like if you can see a little bit far ahead the entire time isn't it one of those things where it's just like wow there's no there's 
I have no choice in this. Yeah, you can, can see. see. Yeah, exactly. So the lifts are like, there is no, it's fully determined. And there's nothing I can do about the future. I have no power. I'm just going to hang out in the, in the basement instead. This is, uh, this is pretty much the plot line to devs right here. Um, has the, and the, the same corporation has the product of the sunglasses, right? The peril-sensitive sunglasses, where as soon as it the sunglasses detect anything bad might happen, they immediately just go completely black. <laughs> so you can never, you don't, you don't have to worry about seeing anything scary, even if it means you're deaf. Yeah, that's right. You know, you're not going to be scared of what's about to hit you. In the face. No, you'll be blissfully unaware. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't watched Dev, so, um, but I've heard some good things. There's, yeah, there's some, there's some, some of that in there, some of that idea. I don't know. As I say, I mentioned it. I think on podcast yeah. or two ago. It's like it's a, yeah, mildly overarty, slightly challenging. Not, not good ideas. Not sure. Of 100% execute. Execution. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Chicken police. Chicken police. Chicken police. It's a noir detective story about when you're a chicken. I uh, so do you police chickens or no, you, I... are, you are the chicken. Oh, oh. <laughs> we, I yeah. mean, you're not policing. Yeah, you are. You are chickens. <laughs> you, are you are chicken. Are, you are. You are cops. Okay. And it's 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 like it's a proper old school noir film, but everything's an animal. And your chickens, right? I kind, I kind of love it. <laughs> and the cop, so the cops are chickens. But yeah, I mean, you're, uh, yeah, you are. Yeah, are you're you the chicken police? <laughs> you are. Is everyone else human or? <laughs> no, no, they're like they're like cats and. All oh, right, like Bojack, sort of. Yeah, kinda like everything is other animals. It's like it's a world of animals, but in this. Like Bojack, but without humans. Because in Bojack, there's just yeah, animals. No humans. There's, and there's humans. no humans. Right. Chicken police. Uh, what else we got? Poulet policier. Uh, <laughs> uh, Garden Story turned up again, which I think we saw in the Wholesome show. Um, it seems like they're pushing that pretty hard. Uh, what else did we have? Disjunction, um, a more cyberpunk, um, a cyberpunk stealth RPG, um, where this, the stealth elements actually looked fairly decent. It's like top down, real time stealth, but um, it looked, you know you can see like vision cones and things like that. But it looked relatively well executed. It's one of those. Um, I don't know if either, any of us really do. We like the sort of two D top down stealthy things. Is that something we've really done? I don't think, and I don't know if any of us have ever played one of those since Mark of the Ninja, I guess. And that wasn't really top down. No, that was side on. I actually like. I don't know. I I, I wished I'd liked Mark of the Ninja more, given that I like three D stealth games generally. I don't know. I, I mean, theoretically, it was like pure stealth, right? Because it was two D. But I actually mm. found it quite frust- weirdly frustrating. I don't know. I don't know. I should probably give it another try, to be honest. It's like I've no. never tried playing Monaco, um, which is like, you know, stealth heist game mm. with some multiplayer elements. And uh, I'm trying to think. The Thomas is a, was a lone guy made one. Um, made, it, made a sort of stealth game as well. That was kind of like in this vein. 
but yeah, I've never, never, never really tried one. I don't. And there was that game I remember years ago on the Giant Bombcast that um, uh, that a few of them were shepherding some sort of stealth game, like Stealth Inc. I think it might have been something like that. They were trying mm. to champion as being, hey, this might be the game of the year. <laughs> Um, the way of wrath or wrath. Um, I'm mentioning again because there's there's some slight Zach vibes in here, in that it's Vikings. It's a it's a tactical survival game. So it's like you've got survival style stuff, but you've also then got tactics esque fights mechanics and some base building as well for good measure. No reactions? Okay. <laughs> Possible Zach vibes, but Zach is not vibing. Z Zach is not vibing. Zach is clicking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure he's even doing that. Probably. All right. And we also got a trailer for Art of Rally, which I think looks cool. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure this this developer was the. Do you remember that that drifting game where it's all done in like white and red and you can you're, it's top down, and it's mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same developers as whatever that was called, um, but they're doing a top down rally game with simplistic looking graphics and. Oh. Uh, okay. It look it looks pretty sweet. I have to say, I've, I think it was at EGX a couple of years ago. Might have even been last year. Um, so, so I've had, I have seen it before. I didn't get a chance to play it then. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of intrigued by this because it looks it looks pretty sweet. What's it called again? Art of Rally. Art of Rally, mm. as in the art of rally driving, or as in yeah, I guess art <laughs> based on rally. Driving. <laughs> what this guy called Art? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Art of Rally. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Art of Rally. <laughs> He gave up on the whole like singing with Paul Simon thing, and he took up <laughs> rally driving. Yeah, uh, and that was my picks from the. <laughs> what was the fake name in, in the first first? I think it might have been the first episode of Seinfeld. George Costanza comes up with a fake name, and he and he's like. It's like he has to come up with a fake name, but instead of coming up with John Smith or something, he's like, um, "I'm going to be Art Art Van Delay, Art Van Delay." <laughs> That's his fake name, Art Van Delay. And then for the rest of the whole show, whenever he's he's like Van Delay Industries. <laughs> no, 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 don't remember that. Art Van Delay. Art Van Delay. Got to make sure those delays affect their vans. Exactly. All right. Yeah, that was the Escapist Indie Showcase. Woo! There was there was some other things there, but some stuff we'd seen before, stuff that wasn't all that interesting to me anyway. But fairy boots. There's a lot there to get stuck into. Maybe you'll find something you like. Um, Quantum League showed up, for instance. We've seen that before. Roki showed up again looking pretty much the same as it did last time we saw it um 
and I'm, I'm I, I've probably forgotten some other things, but those 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 are the ones I think I remember standing out. Showcased. So shall we get down to it? Let's let's get down, get down. We Sony it up. Sony boogie. I'm going to open this uh, Dr. Pepper Zero in oh. anticipation. Listen, oh God, this, this is a bit... <laughs> that was not a good sound. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Traditional Rob opening <laughs> beverage on podcast action there. Yeah. This it's going is, to go absolutely little, everywhere. This is a little active. I'm dealing with it. S- slow release action. Fine. It's fine. We survived. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, this has been in the fridge for like a good couple of months. It's... it's it's gone past. The, it's gone past the date on it, and it's like. So now's the time to drink it. Apparently, well, absolutely, yeah. Test my stomach. Food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wonder what's funny about my stomach. Mm. Drinking out of date, Doctor Pepper. Tastes fine. What's the worst that could happen? Well, the worst that could happen is that you um, introduce your PS5 show with a PS4 game. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just gonna say it right now. Using GTA Five as the first thing you show at your PS Five launch thing, not not a good look. No, everyone knows that. Why did they do that? Because Rockstar gave them buckets of money, probably. Do you think? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I guess. They must have done. I guess. I guess. Yeah, that's not a good look, though, is it? I don't know. That seems weird. I can see what. I can see what Jim Ryan was trying to say. He tried to justify it after you saw this, right? So they show the GTA 5 thing, and you're like, this is GTA So you, 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 you think they, they bought the advertising slot, effectively? I reckon they did, yeah. They were like, we've got the most money. We're going to buy the prime slots, which is the first slot. For That's that's really weird. I hadn't really thought of this showcase as like a basically a string of adverts, but I guess yeah, it is. Like what does, yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't say... Normally, I would expect Sony to be like happy to just show the things. Like they probably aren't paying anyone, and they're probably not get, not getting paid because they want these things there. Mm. But it probably wasn't on in their heads to be like, oh, we need to give GTA Five a slot for some reason. I can't I can't see Sony saying that's what we want to do. I guess. And they then had to had, had had to try and explain it like immediately afterwards. Like so so. Uh, Jim Ryan comes on and says, "It's like it's great to be celebrating the history of PlayStation with the, with a game that's been on every PlayStation platform, Grand Theft Auto." And it's like, okay, fair enough. I'm having a hard time thinking of many games that have been on every single PlayStation platform. Well, Tekken, maybe. Okay, Gran Turismo, Metal Gear Solid. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, has has there been a Metal Gear on every platform? Yeah, I suppose there has actually. Um, yeah, there were other choices, but I suppose none of them quite as prominent or as money making as GTA. But still, weird. And it's like the trailer they showed, they said like in the trailer like oh it's it's expanded and and enhanced and it's like you couldn't see any enhancements in that trailer. Oh no, it was literally PS4 footage. Yeah. Yeah. Even had PS4 logo in the corner of the screen. Yeah, well, I guess I guess that was because they had to, but because otherwise people would be like, "Is this what PS5 produces?" Yeah, but they're obviously not. Game. This is just obviously going to be a like, this is on PS5 because it's a supported PS4 game. They're not actually going to do it. 
No, apparently no. they are. No, no, there is a thing. Like they get they're doing GTA online for free on PS5 mm. or something. So there is if a thing. P- if you have PS Plus, you right. can get access to GTA online without having to own GTA 5. Right. But <laughs> but in the same breath who doesn't own GTA Five at this point? Well, so that's the thing. So well, many might... ways to get it for free. I mean, you might not own years. it on the PlayStation platform, I guess. True. Like I don't. I've got it on PC, right? Is that right? Yeah, I've, I've got it. On and PC I've got it. Then, I guess I've got it on Xbox 360. Is that right? I mean, it, well, yeah. yeah. I reckon I might have a copy of it on PlayStation just because. Like, I reckon I might pick one up somewhere. I've definitely bought it twice. Yeah, yeah, because you, yeah, as I say, you went in early on the, yeah, on the 360, and then played the superior PC version again. Yeah, but which was sensible. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird way to open a show. No, I'm not on board with it. Bad start. Okay, get that out. But of the at way. least they then did say, like, with a big notice on screen, all footage from this point onwards is PS5, and running on real hardware or dev kits. They didn't explicitly say that, but there was a like a note under one of the titles later on that said this is running on a dev kit. <laughs> cool. Boom. PS5 game. Spider-Man. Because of course. Well, but not is it of course? Spider-Man Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Oh, uh, did you detect that they were trying to like fold in a bit of the kind of into the spider verse kind of neon visuals into Miles Morales, which would make sense. Um, or do you think it was in? I wouldn't say especially. They've, they've not, I mean, they haven't hinted that the spider verse is a thing at all in the video game series. Well, I know. Um, I just mean and I, that. And I, and I think they would have been slightly more explicit about that. I know perhaps that, yeah, I know what you mean. I just mean the visual, the look, yeah. During that one bit of actual what looked like gameplay footage, that tiny little snippet. Like yeah, it's quite neon soaked, isn't it? It's like it's it's a yeah. radiant sunset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looked a little bit outrunny, and I was like, hmm, maybe this is mm. like because people mo- nowadays, Miles Morales is probably most famous for for that film because otherwise he's just in the comics, right? Yeah, um, they haven't really explored him. Oh, and of course much. he's in he's in Spider Man, but as setting him up, right? Yeah, yeah, the game, yeah. So it makes sense. So it's a standalone expansion, like not yeah, full size game, not, but it's, yeah, it's not a full on Spider Man two. It's a yeah, it's a, it's it's a I'm sort not... of smaller adventure and enhancement to. Within a, it's a sort of enhancement to Spider Man one is the other sort of phrase that's been. And does it about. come with Spider Man one enhanced? See this, I'm not sure. Like I read it, I, I some of the language sounds like it is. Like it, it is yeah. all of Spider-Man one, but you know, enhanced a little bit. Maybe it's like sixty frames per second on, and that'd be nice. Therefore, which which would be pretty cool. Um, but hey, it was already running at near four K, <laughs> and at thirty on the on the PS4 Pro, yeah, it looks damn sweet before. Um, and you know, the little bit of footage they showed, so it didn't look like it was hugely better looking. Than the PS4 version, not even the close-up of Miles's face. I was like sitting there going, "Oh wow, next gen." Yeah, yeah, uh, I mean, agreed. It's cool that it exists, but you know, I didn't. I didn't get that next gen wow from it. 
probably uh, again that's the sort of the problems but the last spider-man game just looks so damn good yeah <laughs> i yeah so, I, I, I think it, it seems like it it would make sense if it's it's the same city and everything and just maybe expanded a bit or but like a new adventure with a new you know a new look maybe new hero and and um and, and maybe they'll take advantage because all the demos, a lot of the demos for the PS5 loading tech were like, look, we can make the Spider-Man sing, swing super fast because we can load in the city like mm. so much quicker. So maybe they'll take advantage of that stuff rather than like upgrading the visuals all that much. Maybe they'll find a way to, for the Miles Morales game, like mm. take and advantage the of the... Specs, they might just be able to have more of the city loaded at all times. Exactly, so exactly. Like, like not even need that tech. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, so uh, I, I'm kind of excited about that. I really like Spider-Man, and it's oh, sure. nice to have something quickly. And um, yeah, I think that's actually I cool. Slightly, I hope it gets slightly better done than the um, the DLC, uh, the, than the DLC stuff. Yeah, yeah well, it's got to that, be right, because like, that was a little hit and miss. Yeah, um, compared to the main Spider-Man game, I'm sure this will be yeah conceived as like a full adventure type thing, like. Well, that's cool. That's cool. It is cool. It is cool. Um, right. So before we get onto this next game, this is where things took an interesting turn because I was watching it with Gnome, and we were sat here, and the uh, a, a guy from Polyphony Digital turns up on screen, and at this point, Gnome sort of looks at it and goes, "Is is that guy? Are they do, are they animating?" Yeah, the I got that feeling too. From that guy in particular, yeah, and, I, and it was the I was kind of kind of amazed that Gnome picked on it up on it before I did. First of all, as a non-gamer, yeah, as well, and sort of just sort of looked at it and was just like, "Wait, hang on, is this person <laughs> real?" They're going, "Wow, I can see exactly what you mean now." Yeah, that you mentioned it. and it's just like everyone seemed to think that. I saw tweets like from from people saying these are these are all renders, aren't they? They're not real people. And all waiting I, for the I, reveal. 100%, I 100% still think that there's something going on here. But like what yeah, as soon as I saw that I was like clearly at the end they're going to say all the, the, the you thought you were looking at real people, but it was all the PS5, but then they didn't. <laughs> and I was like what? It, it, it didn't happen. <laughs> I was like were they real? <laughs> Those people? See, I thought they were perhaps mixing and matching some of them. Like there were some shots where things looked way better than other shots. Like I thought this guy from Polyphony, he had that look of it being, yeah, I don't know, just too smooth, right? The motions weren't quite. Something was off. Yeah, like there's there's too much of a swing almost to everything. Um, but that would have been a crazy reveal if those had been, been real time cool. PS5 rendered. But... But maybe they're not. Maybe they got a digital house involved to actually do this stuff to make it nicer because they couldn't trust people's home cameras. I don't know. No, I mean it's insane. They must. It must just be our eyes. <laughs> I think it's we're yeah, all collectively I mean, mad. I think. There, I mean, there are certain elements of it where it's like a, certain hand actions and certain things where there was zero motion blur on the capture. Now mm. that's only possible if your shutter speed on the camera is set to something ridiculously low, right, and you're yeah. well lit. Like yeah. it's the Top Gear look, right? So yeah. most of most of most of Top Gear is filmed with a low shutter speed, and motion blur is reduced quite a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, and there were certain hand actions in certain for certain presenters where that there was no motion blur, and I was thinking, okay, that could be that could be a render because that seems like something you might not do <laughs> is is blur things. Um, and uh, but then there were other presenters later on where their hand actions looked way smoother. 
and I'm sort of sitting there going, okay, I'm, I'm now quite confused, because surely it would be all the same tech if they were rendering this out. Mm, yeah. Still, we're still weird, though. Still, it looks weird regardless. Something weird going on. I think also, like, it was not nice that, like, the live stream was, like, really low quality, lots of compression and low frame rate and everything. Like, it wasn't a good quality live stream, I don't think. Uh, YouTube, anyway. I went back and watched the YouTube stream. Oh, that's better. Yeah. And, yeah, it was the, the YouTube stream was absolutely fine. Right. Okay. I mean, it had the typical YouTube low end crunch problem where blacks were a bit badly handled, but that's that's a standard YouTube algorithm problem. Uh, yeah. Then actually, they showed a game, um, Gran Turismo Seven, <laughs> like a full on Gran Turismo this time. No GT Sport for you. Speaking of games that didn't really give you the next gen vibe. Some of that yeah. game looked kind of naff. It was like well, these textures are quite weak and blown out and dull. Well, places. yeah, the lighting was perhaps overdone, but maybe that's like because it might have been captured in HDR and maybe the stream wasn't put out in HDR, something like that. I'm willing to say that that lighting might have looked better on a real HDR screen. But the problem with like racing games and next gen is this last gen did a really decent job with racing games, right? When Forza 5 came out the blocks, I think, like on Xbone, that was a damn fine looking game. Those tires were so round. The and now roundest. Just, yeah, and now it's like, what more can you really do? I mean, the internals of that car did look super detailed, but they looked really detailed in this entire gen. I don't, yeah, it's hard to. I think it's hard to impress with a racing game now. Also, someone was put. Um, I saw a few people on Twitter pointed out. Oh, it looks like they're still not doing car damage. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was looking for. I was looking, looking for any amount of things coming off those cars at any point. But they don't do that for licensing reasons, right? We've got them past well, that at this point, though. There's so many other games that have some kind of real cars in them that have damage. Yeah, Forza. The cars in Forza well, for can one. be damaged. Yeah, they can't be like totaled. Like, you can't have bits fly off them and stuff like that. That's like, or too many bits fly off them. They've still got a licensing problem there because the manufacturers don't want to see their, don't want their cars portrayed as being mushable. Um, but it's, but GT just have never done damage. They've never, never gone that way. Um, I, I guess the big question is, is like, okay, how many cars are they doing, right? And are they going to do the weird, I mean, the, the, like, one, the one thing the that's exciting is they did in like GT6 between premium cars and regular ass cars. Do you remember that? Where there was yeah, like cars that looked good and cars that looked awful. They'll have to get rid of the awful ones because they'll just look insane now. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering now when you flick through the cars whether the models will load instantly with PS5 technology. Oh, I mean, that's because cool. a game changer. <laughs> that, that really would be, yeah. That would be nice. In fact, loading times in racing games in general. But racing games actually seem to suffer from loading yeah, times. Yeah, they do, lot, yeah. Like, generally. I think the Forza Horizon series got away, got away with it a little bit because all it had to do was load the cars mm. because it had the world you were racing in loaded in because you had to drive to the start point of the race. Yeah. So, like, the loading times weren't quite so bad in Horizon. 
but like I remember the loading times in Forza Five being atrocious, like really long. Uh, so I wonder. Oh, well, I mean, I should sincerely hope that the you know PS5's loading capacity is able to deal with that a lot better. Also, yeah. Gran Turismo menus and music. Yes. I mean, that's it's a, it's all, all, it's all anyone wants from Gran Turismo, isn't it? Cheesy jazz music, weird, like, mouse pointer. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not as bad as the music, because I think, didn't we give GTA, GT, well, not GTA, GT5, maybe? I think some of, some of its menu music might have been our worst music of the year. Oh, yeah. Way. Classic. Because <laughs> it, tr- it was so bad. I think I do it on purpose, though. It's part Maybe of the poly- style now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Polyphony just like bad jazz. Not even good jazz. It's just bad jazz. Like la- like terrible lounge jazz. I don't know. Can you imagine if it was good jazz? That'd be so weird. If you went into I- like, if you went into Grand Turismo and it was like Miles Davis, <laughs> that would be so Man, stupid. I- I'd be pretty happy with that. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously that'd be awesome. Or like Dave Brubeck starts playing. Yeah, yeah. I can get behind that. I mean, there's plenty of like decent Japanese jazz that's not like what I'd call full-on improv jazz. Like more the sort of maybe on the side of big band, but not being a big band, if you know what I mean. Like (laughs) planned jazz? Is that a thing? (laughs) (laughs) Fully planned. No improv allowed. Uh, I mean, I've got quite a lot of that that comes up on my Spotify list quite quite. Fairly often, and so there's uh, there's better types of what they're trying. There's better there's better versions of what they're going for. Anyway, they're doing one of those in full this time because we haven't we didn't get one on PlayStation Four. Uh, surprise! They're doing another Ratchet and Clank game. Extra mm. surprise, it's also Insomniac, so they're doing that and Spider-Man right now. Mm. They must be expanding. Maybe, yeah. I um, never played so Ratchet Clank, so I, I mean, oh, no, it looks so, impressive. Yeah, I've never played a, a Ratchet Clank game myself. Uh, Gnome has played Age of Booty on the PlayStation 3. Okay. Because I, I thought that might be an introduction game but it turned out to be way harder than that. <laughs> oh i see because it was a shorter one it was it like it wasn't a full-on ratchet and clank game it was kind of a shorter um i think it was when they were toying with the idea of making ratchet and clank a little bit more episodic yeah 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 uh yeah so but so i've never played one myself but it's like it's always been the draw has always been the bonkers weapons uh grinding rails uh High production values, um, and uh, well, it had all of that. Um, I think this is probably the most one of the more believable demos in the whole show because it had problems, right? Like, as the, there were stutters and mm. uh, like loading pop in and things like that, and they were very clearly like said, "This is early footage." It's like this is you know we're 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 nowhere near finishing this, um, but it's still. Looked pretty good. Like that little courtyard firefight they showed towards the end of the demo. It looked nice. I'm not sure how I feel about that um, effect where you. He was latching onto the yellow rifts 
and instead of being pulled to the rift, the rift and the world sort of came to him. I'm not quite sure how I felt about how that looked. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, I mean, what did you think of the rift kind of... Is it... I think quite... Is it like Bioshock Infinite or something? Or like... Well, kind of. Like, yeah, the dimension... They just All they really implied was that the dimensionality of their world is breaking down. Right. And there are just portals opening up into different dimensions constantly. Um, and I think in one of those dimensions, there's no ratchet. There's a female Lombax. Right. Yeah, that was the reveal. And it's like, <gasps> so it'll be a, I assume it will be a split storyline, one where you're following Clank and New Friend and one when you're following Ratchet without Clank. <laughs> is it, is Clank says to this lady, Ratchet, you, and she's like, what did you call me? <laughs> yeah, she just lands and says, who? be interesting uh project athia which is a square enix joint um with a little tag saying designed exclusively for playstation 5 which i'm not really sure what that means as a statement like designed exclusively for playstation 5 okay are you telling me that it's a playstation 5 exclusive or did you design the game going yeah we're thinking about you or did they design it to use the controller in some weird way <laughs> The control, yeah, or the hard disk. Like, is it specifically something they can only do right now on PlayStation Five? It really wasn't clear. Um, but it's it's Luminous Studios, so it's it's their main team, um, pretty much. You know, it's their main. Uh, it's, it's the Final Fantasy Fifteen team, basically. Uh, They're working on this, um, and the current theory is is that. Uh, this is. Do you remember? I think it was the PlayStation Four tech demo they did, where they had like. Um, a witch, and I don't know if you really remember. It was like a like a brown city, and they were like doing witchcraft in a room, and then she got found out, and there was a little chase sequence. There's been so like many that. of those. Yeah, like but it was like a, a, a square tech demo. The, the current theory is is that Athia is the the realization of what that game was, or what that tech demo was. So, and it's called Project F here, which means we're probably miles away from it being a thing. Maybe, because it's not like they chased the name of Octopath at the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Project Octopath Traveler became Octopath Traveler. <laughs> so maybe it'll just be Athia. Yeah, seems quite likely. Uh, coming up next, we got um, this thing that looks well. Basically, it was, it was a city where it, sort of, it looked like a rundown city where humans have gone, but now robots are living out human-style lives. And you're a cat. And I thought we'd seen this before, some at some point, or at least a very similar like concept or game, like like with oh, robots in a like run down ass Tokyo style setting. <laughs> I don't know if it was the same game or if it was just a very similar concept in a different game. Well you might be right on the concept, but the like the cat part, I don't really remember being anywhere before. Like like you are the cat. Well I I think from like this theoretical memory of a different game, it might not have ever actually showed enough of like a gameplay situation to know what you were controlling, if you see what yeah, I mean. Yeah maybe. 
So I think this was my favorite trailer. I mean, I'm immediately sold, right? Because <laughs> a because you're a cat, and b because it's like the world seems so bizarre. Like in the like, what what's going? Why are these robots down in their luck? Like the robots' design is kind of fun because yeah, it's like cool. Low tech faces they're like, and stuff. They're like Apple Max or something. Like, yeah. Like, what's going on here? And there's like plenty of graffiti around saying it's like R.I.P. humans and things like that. Yeah, I was like, like as if it was like a mistake or something. <laughs> I was just thinking of the flight of the Concords. <laughs> the humans are dead. <laughs> Good to know. Do you not? What you don't know that <laughs> no, song? No, no, no. I don't know that one. What? That's like cursory. their main song. <laughs> oh, okay. Cursory knowledge of some of that stuff. We use poisonous gases and we poison their asses. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch. You need to watch like the Concords if you ever watched that. Oh my I, goodness! I've, I've got bits and bobs of it. Oh, okay, there. fair enough. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't done a full end ten. Binary solo zero 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 one 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 one. Anyway, yeah. Okay, I vaguely remember that for some reason. Game looks. The game looks cool. I mean, you can't yeah. really tell what it, how it's going to work. What it is. I really like the aesthetic, and it looks awesome. And uh, as Ho said on Twitter, like I've been waiting for the Kitty in a City games. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's reminding me of when Flight of the Concords were on The Simpsons. Oh no! The city's pretty gritty for a nitty bitty pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> Stray then. Uh, Stray, yes. I don't see why it has to be a PS5 game, but (laughs) I want to play that. I don't know if it was explicitly described as being an exclusive. It's just on PS5. That's the thing I would bear in mind with a lot of this. Some of the wording around here, a lot of these didn't explicitly say they were exclusives. And a lot of them didn't give any kind of release date either. That's the other thing to bear in mind. Um, Miles Morales, by the way, that is holiday this year. Um, that's totally cool. coming out. Um, probably a launch title, but uh, they 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 held back from saying thing what, what things were launch titles as well. They didn't explicitly say any of that, so we're going to have to imply based on holiday twenty twenty. Oh, it's got to be a launch title, right? Yeah, or at least launch window. Uh, and we've got Housemark. Housemark are making you know normally well they're normally famous for their little arcadey experiences. Like uh, Next Machina, uh, Super Stardust, and um, what was the one they they, they, yeah, they had one at the PS4 launch as well. Um, lots of lots of blocks everywhere. <laughs> Things go boom. Uh, I did Alienation as well, and back in the day they did Outland, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, but this is I think their first game I think since they sort of announced it's like well we don't really want to do little arcadey things anymore. We want to do bigger projects. Um, and so we've ended up with Returnal, which seems to be a live, die, repeat type deal where, yeah, you're a space lady who seems to land somewhere due to an accident and then has to fight for her survival. But when she dies, she does it again. But things are different next time. So maybe we're looking like a a bit of a roguelite. I probably would argue roguelite store. Something mm. of that ilk, maybe with some story elements. I don't know. Look kind of cool. Is that the one that looked a bit dishonoredy? 
No. Dishonoredy. No, I don't no, think so. Not. Okay. Never mind. I didn't get that first person vibe from it. I thought it was more of a third person. Ah, that must mean something else. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sumo Digital. I got a little bit excited for a second. Yeah. And then we get. Me too. And it was like, what, what is this? This is a giant weird tiger costume close up. What is this? Oh, it's Sackboy. Oh, it's Sackboy. And, and it's not even a little big planet game. It's like Except a spin off. Maybe it is, I guess. It is, but it isn't. It's like Sackboy, a big adventure. It's like it doesn't look like it. It's not a little big planet game in the sense where there's. They've basically done away with the creation side of it, and it looks like they've just made a platform. But you still collect the mysterious bubbles. It's like, what are, what's in those bubbles now? If not. Nothing. It's use... probably just the point system. Because there, well, were, there were bubbles. Yeah, but there was the big planet. ones that had, points. like, you know, things in them, like they used to. Not mm. just the little. Well, maybe bubbles. there's a. Maybe there's like still a creation engine, but maybe it's like like Mario Maker style. Like you make stuff within this platforming framework now, rather than the full on Little Big Planet creator. Because it just didn't look like I got that vibe. There wasn't a huge amount of variation in what was going on. There was some two D and there was some three D, but it was all platforming. I actually got some like Mario Party vibes from like how the platforming looks. Well, you just have to hope that they come up with a better physics for their movement to make platforming and like jumping on enemies like Mario actually work. <laughs> yeah, as long as that's, that's always been Little Big Planet's issue is its overly floaty control. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's too much to be hype about there. That's one for the kids. <laughs> uh Destruction All Stars. What was going on here? So, oh yeah, I was like, "Is this destruction derby? Is this well, Monday Night Combat? Is this destruction derby across with Fortnite?" <laughs> right. <laughs> and Look, I mean, kind of. That might be the most accurate thing description so far. But like, this is like, why are you out of the car running around? Who would do that? Get in a car. Well, that's like the Titanfall argument, though, isn't it? <laughs> why would you ever not be in the mech? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't say it looked I, good. <laughs> but it's one of those things. That, that game is going to be all in the playing, right? It's like, I'm, I'm intrigued as to just what the hell it is when you, when you actually put your hands on it. It's like... It looked a bit overcomplicated. I guess we'll see. Maybe, yeah. It could be, it could be brilliant. I was thinking about um, Onrush again the other day. It's like, oh man, there aren't so many like experimental racing games anymore or things like that. It's like... Try things. Come up for things that are different. This was also the point where I, um, when that trailer came on, where I realised that pretty much everything that had come before it, it kind of all shared the same sort of. Right. Let me try and put this in context actually before I say it. It's like, do you remember when they first sort of announced the PS4, and they were like showing off all these like, oh hey, look what we can do with faces now. Look how look how the new Uncharted we're working on looks, and there was kind of this clay almost texture to how materials looks now. Right. There's something about like when they, when they moved, when we moved to this gen, like how materials and stuff started to get rendered. And there was oh yeah. Material period. based rendering was like a, a big, yeah. But there was a right. period where almost everything looked a bit mushy and a bit clay like, mm. um, especially in like early trailers and stuff like that. It was just like, okay, this, this seems to be the current look. There's like up until Destruction All Stars, I was kind of starting to get that vibe and, of, with the. It's like, oh, everything kind of uses this new 
this new style of lighting where everything looks kind of the same. Even, like, there's not enough style going on to like save how realistic rendering looks like the real world. <laughs> do you know kind of what I mean? Like, I was starting to get that vibe where it's like there's just a style to how things look now. That's a bit samey. And then Destruction All Stars comes along and it's just like, hey, stuff! Explosions! Bright colours. And I will put the next game, Tina, into that category as well. Whereas although I think this game did have a decent art style, again, the lighting kind of just kind of looked that... This, whatever this next-gen feel is, this also had it. This, this intangible thing. Keena looks good, though. I'm going to say that. Like, as a sort of another Zelda-y type thing, but maybe Zelda Pikmin. With its little black gremlin things. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that looked quite cool. Especially yeah, the way, um, like, the world lowers, like, changed around the spells and stuff. Yeah, like, there was, a, like, when the, yeah. the bit towards the end where it's, like, you're in this sort of clearing, but when you win the fight, it becomes lush. And, like, it looked, like, I don't know, like, that kind of CGI movie animation, like, Pixar kind of almost, not, not necessarily Pixar. Pixar. Yeah, for sure. Or Pixar-esque or, like, whatever, How to Train Your Dream or something. Yeah, DreamWorks-y. Yeah. But real-time, which was quite cool. Yeah, I mean they're they're an animation studio primarily, weren't they? Uh, Emma mm. Lab. So they're, they're you know, it's unsurprising that their <laughs> their animation chops are coming through here. Mm. Yeah, I I sort of intrigued by that one. Yeah, um, holiday uh, twenty twenty. So maybe oh. a launch game. Oh sweet. Okay. What's it called? Kena, right? Kena. Kena. Yes, K E N A. Kena. Yeah, it could be Kena. Uh, and then we got a distinctly not rendered game. <laughs> Goodbye, Volcano High. Would you like your emo scaly adventure? This has got to be. Is this using the full power of the PS5? <laughs> I, I don't know. I was a bit of me was trying to work out, like having, like I've, I've seen that trailer a couple of times, and I was just like looking at it again, sort of being like, oh, is, is everything actually rendered 3D? But doing that sort of like we're making it look like it's a a cartoon thing or have or is it just like or is it just a cartoon is it just animated i actually can't tell i think it's probably the latter again no real clue from the trailer what the actual game play is but well judging by the way it was setting up the, the themes of that game it could just be another you know uh Life is strange type thing, yeah. Yeah, it could be. Just with dinosaurs. Yeah. Except not, not the cool kind of dinosaurs you actually want. <laughs> no, everyone has a pterodactyl face. Yeah, there's a lot of weird wings going on in some of those dinosaurs. Dactyls? They're only short and pterodactyl. Are they dactyls or terrors? <laughs> Probably neither. Pterodactyls. <laughs> Definitely not that. Get rid of the aisles. <laughs> it's not a bad name for a game. Pterodactyls. Or maybe a 90s cartoon series. Terrorhawks. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, let's move on. I so I remember the first Odd World game being kind of a goofy affair. Hmm. Uh, Odd World Soulstorm. It was quite a bit darker than I remember Oddworld being. I don't think they were any of them were that goofy, really. They were yeah. pretty goofy. Of being old games, like they all were. They like, had these. They things, were pretty much all they? about slavery. <laughs> from the start. Well, yeah, but yeah. you could like belch and fart, and there were more jokes. And, and like a lot of the other work, like Strangers Wrath and stuff, is basically just a like a goofy cartoon shooter, isn't it? I don't know if you necessarily say goofy, really. Yeah, it was just about revolution and a lot of odd world people. I forget what they're called. Anyway, that the slaves being shot and Abe maybe cutting his lip, holding bits of string off. Ugh. Yeah, this, he's got like some sort of string, hasn't he? Cut like holding his lips together. Not that that's ever really stopped him from talking ever. Um, but he's cutting nose in one scene. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of nice to have another old world game, I guess, rather than a remake. Um, Soulstorm? I don't know. I'm not, I was totally unsure. Uh, and then we got to see Ghostwire Tokyo, which I think we might have seen at a Ubisoft conference, like couple years ago. Yeah, we've definitely seen it before. Yeah. Um, but we actually got to see some games. It's the first time they showed some gameplay this time. It looks like a strange first-person de-ghosting thing. <laughs> like, is it a shooter? Or like, I had a hard time actually seeing what was going on and like the motion seemed like... I don't know, the way things moved just seemed weird. Like, not, I don't just I mean like I expect ghosts to move weirdly. Obviously. But the way you moved and stuff like that felt looked like it felt weird. I couldn't get a feel for it from that trailer. I kind of like its vibe though, like it's sort of weird digital ghosts almost. I'm vibing, but I don't know how I'm playing. On Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. Uh. Okay, not much to say there, I guess. We've got um, the Super Brothers are putting out another game. Um, oh, I don't know that they've done anything since Super Brothers EP. Like, have they been involved in anything since then? Like, and that was a long time ago now. Did you, did you, do you remember that? There was like an iPad, an early iPad game. No. I think you can get that on Steam now as well. It's like a little little adventure game. Uh, anyway, they're doing what seems to be a space exploration-y thing of some kind called Jet the Far Shore. I've got some interstellar vibes um, out this year. That's Jet with two Ts. Not to be confused with Jet from Valorant, who also has two Ts. Alright, nothing to say there. Uh, I'm going to give ropiest trailer of the PS5 events to Godfall, hmm. which is Gearbox's looter slasher game. 
that was technically oh, the first yeah. game announced for PS5 at the Game Awards um, last year. I think this looks very good. Like, not mm. just visually, but like gameplay. It looks super generic and kind of dull. Is this like, Gearbox published or Gearbox? Gearbox. 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 Oh, well, no, Gearbox published, actually. Like, mm. yeah, I can't remember the developer's name. Um, begins with a C, I think. Something like Cloudburst or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, Counterpoint. Might be Counterpoint. Um, they, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, I mean, the Gearbox cynic in me is all like, oh, it's a loot game. Of course it is. It's going to be uh, lots of grinding and lots of gathering of stuff. Uh, but it's like they all were going like mythical melee combat focused instead of Borderlands guns this time. Um, except I just don't, I don't think the combat really had any finesse to it. It just looked like you were just mashing out moves. And maybe that's just because the, you know, trailer. You can't really see how that plays particularly, but I don't know. If I want to play like a like a character action style game, I've got to be feel like I'm doing stuff like Devil May Cry, I guess, where I'm dodging and doing sick moves, and rather than just doing what seems to be an AOE style, I'm swinging my swords around me. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I do. I just. I do not get a good feel for this. Right. Uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for reference, it comes up later in the PC gaming show as well, and I don't think they do anything there to make it look any better. Even though that was a longer look. Sad times. Uh, then we got Solar Ash, which is a 2021 game, but honestly, that one's escaped my memory completely. Couldn't tell you anything about that. It sounds like neither can you two. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> nope. Uh, do you want some more Hitman? Uh, yeah, go on. Have some Hitman 3 then. Cheers. Now, January 2021, IO Interactive are doing another Hitman game. Because why not? The last two have been pretty successful. Um, but they're claiming this is the end of their trilogy. Trilogy. Like this specific like world of murder, I suppose, or whatever they call it. They, they give it a name. <laughs> like, world world of assassination, maybe. This the is, yeah, the end of, of something like that. <laughs> the end of their world of assassination trilogy. And it looked like um yeah, from the the story they're setting up, it's like oh the agency's coming for you. And it's like well of course this is oh of course they are that way. That's what happens to assassins. They get assassinated by the assassins. John Wick all over again. Pretty much. Probably without a dog. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's early next year. So you don't have long to wait. Uh, then Astrobot's back. And I, I immediately thought, oh, is this where they're going to announce PlayStation VR 2? Or something like that? No, it's just an Astrobot like platformer. Called Astro's Playroom, which is weird because that's where Astrobot first was. Like Astrobot came from the Playroom, all right, like PlayStation I thing from PS4, and then they made the PSVR game out of Astrobot from it. And now he's going back to the Playroom, but not in a Playroom, 
not in the playroom. It's just called Astro's Play. It's, it's weird. I see. I sort of see what they did there, but I still think it's weird. But hey, that uh, uh, and also they're calling it Astro's, not Astrobot this time. You know, they're changing their brand. Key distinction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I like the look of this next one. Little Devil Inside um, was what it was called, and I got. A bit of I got some Monster Hunter vibes, but also maybe again a little bit of the Zeldas about it. But it seems like you were a, a sort of hunter trying to go after like uh, like monsters in the world, but you were kind of a bumbling idiot whilst doing it. And I, and I quite like I quite liked it. It had a neat style. You get Cut. I thought you were surfing on a walrus at one point, something like that. <laughs> I mean, what was the what's the thing in Zelda? Sand sand seals, right? In the in the yeah. Breath of the Wild, <laughs> they're so weird. Because you get to shield surf. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that it, this this looked pretty cool. This had it had a comedic vibe that I, uh, I think I can get behind. Hmm. Cool. Uh. No idea on release date for that. Um, we then got the next thing from the Octodad developers yeah. called Bug Snacks. Now this... Oh, yeah. I'm, I think I'm pretty hyped. I think. I'm, <laughs> it started off like looking like a Pikmin thing or something. And well, I, I got... I, yeah, I was, my, my, my brain was going, oh my gosh, it's, the, it's, it's another Viva Piñata. Right, yeah. But then, it sort of isn't like there were these weird. There were there were, okay. There were bugs that are made of food, but these there's these other creatures that when they eat those bugs that look like food, their body parts become the food that the bugs look like. Yeah, yeah. So the strawberry things gave him then... strawberry hands for some reason. And then there was a character later on that had wiener hands, and therefore he couldn't carry anything because he oh. had sausage fingers. Naturally. He didn't have fingers, he just had sausage arms. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm finding this kind of funny. Show me more. What is this game? And what, the music that was going on as well, where they're literally singing about bug snacks. Like it's. No, oh, it's, it's weird. I love it. <laughs> Certainly, uh, hopefully, something original there. Yeah, not exactly something I would say. Power of PS Five. Yeah, like, that's okay. Is, oh, no, I'm, 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 whatever this is, I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. That uh, it, it got the Kips and Jam seal of approval as well. So it's uh, it's high, high on the uh, Kemp household hype list. <laughs> Uh, what else we got? Um, that less than secret Demon Souls remake got revealed. Not a sequel or anything like that. No, they're just totally remaking the first Demon Souls. So who's who's remaking it? Uh, Blue Point Games are remaking it, and they are they're pretty much a remake house. They that's all they do. Right. Um, they they are responsible for the. 
um, Shadow of the Colossus remake that came out. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, Blue Point, Blue Point are a talented studio. They're good at what they do. And they, they are super specialized at remakes. Right. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's good news. Because not, not, I mean, most people play Dark Souls, right? I know not so many people play Demon Souls, I guess. No. I mean, how... Demon Souls flew very much under the radar hmm. uh, when it came out and then sort of ended up with a bit of a cult following. It was hmm. only when Dark Souls came out that the whole Souls thing kind of exploded. Mm. The Souls like was born. So that's it, it, it's not for me, but because mm. it's probably going to be weirder and harder core than Dark Souls was, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I it's mean, a, it's it's still one of those games. It's the first of those yeah. games, so it'd be even less polished than Dark Souls. Yeah, it depends what they do on the remake side, really, and uh, whether they tighten up some things or if it is it's just pretty faithful but like yeah as i say blue points previous I wonder, have been pretty faithful do you think the they'll original. go on to because the, the the stone cold classic is the original dark souls right so maybe they'll do that afterwards yeah maybe i still don't not i don't know if it's i don't know if it's old enough i mean it's pretty old now isn't it? yeah like it was ps3 era wasn't it that engine seems like it would be a pain in the ass to remake, but maybe if they've done Demon's Souls, maybe that would give them an inroad to yeah, maybe. Dark Souls. Yeah. Well, that's probably, yeah, maybe it has to be a full remake, right, in order for them to achieve that, rather than taking the old engine and remastering it. Because I'm pretty sure that's what they did with Shadow of the Colossus. It was pretty much a full remake. Yeah, but, fair. Uh, it was a remade exact representation as opposed to a Final Fantasy VII remake, like a, like a reimagining. The strict remake, <laughs> I guess you call it. Yeah, so anyway. There was Demon that. Souls. Um, that, that, I now, mean... is this the thing you thought looked like Dishonored? Because it's made by Arcane. Yeah. Uh, and it's called Deathloop. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, um, it's quite a good name. So I'm, yeah, I'm pretty interested in this. I've got to be honest. Like, I'm not a Dishonored fan. I'm not an Arcane Studios fan in general. They also did Prey as well, didn't they? Arcane. No. Um, um, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not huge at, on on what they do. But this looks really interesting because it's in my to me it looks like it's more just straight up action shooter focused. So yay that. Um, I'm, I'm a bit more for that, but this is a is a good premise to to its world, in that you're a guy that's whose only existence is there for the entertainment of others, and the game is, to, is for the others is to kill you, but because you're stuck in the loop, they can do this over and over again. It's like it's not quite clear how the loop works. It's like are you reborn into the same place, but time has passed, and it's the same people killing you again, like it's like that kind of stuff's unclear. But it seems like there's someone else, this female um, killer, who is aware of the loop and always wins. <laughs> right, yeah. Did they show this before? In, uh, I think it was Ubisoft again, wasn't it? I was think it's it Square. Was, it might, it have, might been have been Square. Bethesda. Oh, yeah, it could have been Bethesda. But they showed it at one of those other sub-conferences at one of the past E3s. Mm. And, I mean... I they didn't show it, a lot before. It was only like a... 
Well, no, but they... premise. But they didn't really show much more now, I don't think. It's just like, I mean, maybe a bit more direct, like, in-world, in-game footage, maybe. Yeah, we but... saw some game footage, yeah. But it's still the same, like, they didn't really explain it anymore, which I guess is probably the point. They probably don't want to reveal what the actual reason for the whole these two people constantly fighting each other thing is. Because mm. <laughs> that's probably what the story is. <laughs> yeah, they made it sound like her role was she was hired by the organization that runs this game of, of some description. That's what they made it sound like. Because I think she's, in the first... she's there to kill you so you don't survive. Because <laughs> I think in the first time they showed it, they showed like they showed her losing, and then she was fighting back, and then you were winning. And it was just like it didn't seem like it was one sided. It seemed like it flipped oh, right, back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I see what you mean. Well, maybe they're both in the loop, but she likes being in the loop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And and I've also got like an interesting like the way the game looked during the actual gameplay stuff looked really interesting. Like not just because it was a a, a fairly fast paced shooter, but there was a certain maybe this was just my eye, but there's a certain stop motionness to how some of the, the things looked like they moved. Like the animations of the gun you're holding and the way the enemies got blown away and like I'm I'm really interested. I think it's cool. I like its vibe. I'm vibing mm-hmm. again. Vibe it on it. Um, but I'm also not sure this was any kind of exclusive. It just happened to be in this presentation. Well, presumably not if it was shown at one of these other conferences. Uh, but out this year. So, hype for that. Um, I'm, okay. Possibly second ropiest trailer award I'm going to give to this next entry, which is a bit of a weird one because it's a it's a big one. It's Resident Evil Eight or right. Village. Yeah, that was a good fake out. I mean, it, no, it I, 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 I kind of knew the same it was fake out. I mean, <laughs> there was there was a giant umbrella logo on one of the tables. They did the same thing as they did last time, where they're like, "Oh, the, the Roman numerals are part of the name of the game." Well, what was it last time? Seven, when it was. Um, well, I, I you could make seven out seven, of evil in Resident Evil. Seth. Oh. So, because the V I L on the end looked a bit like V I I for seven, so they did that there. I yeah. guess. So they tried to do it again, but then used Vil in Village to do it. <laughs> it's a very limited number of words they're going to have to work with. If that's because I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> once you get to nine, you have an X in there, so now they can mix it up next time. Yeah. In fairness, it works slightly better in Japanese because don't forget this would be called Biohazard Village. Yeah, that's where I think that's why it, why no. they tried to do this, and it's like they kind of limited themselves. Nine, it was like, something they were doing a different language that worked better. Yeah, seven was called Biohazard Resident Evil. Right, this was the first time the word Resident, you know, the Resident Evil name was used in the Japanese version of the game. Oh, okay. So they could do the seven thing. <laughs> Anyway, I thought this the like trailer. I mean, it looked like the same sort of vibe they were going for with Resident Evil Seven, that kind of like small town horror. Um, but it's a pretty framey looking trailer um, throughout the whole thing. A bit unstable, a bit non-performant. So you know, hopefully they will tidy that up. It was just I don't know. I think it's for, for such a big title, it seems like a weird way to show it. 
like you know you had the time you had the time to tidy that up come on uh this next one again got my intrigue up because i've got no idea what the bloody hell is going on in it um pragmata so this was the this was a trailer with a spaceman uh he's fully suited up exploring what looks like a uh, abandoned city a bit i am legend going on here um dispersing what looked like some kind of perhaps nanoparticle into the air to show up some girl in it and then the girl turns up for realsies and sort of then the sky explodes <laughs> that's all i can really describe it some like something just comes through the sky and then it makes the whole world look like this wherever you are isn't really a world it's like a big hologram or a constructed dome of some kind and then you're in space i mean it's just like and and the girl is like clearly a robot or something because not this just looked like it might as well have been a sequel to death stranding <laughs> it's pretty much the same style of weirdness and almost the same kind of graphical style and like technology style in some ways with his weird like backpack arm uh, thing te yeah te technology style i'll, I'll give i'm not sure there's nothing in the way of grappling in death stranding but And yeah. you have to save the child, probably. Save the child robot thing. Because like after I saw that trailer, I was like, I had to go back and be like, did it actually say who made that? Was this actually a sequel to Death Stranding? But the only company <laughs> name on it is Capcom, very briefly in tiny text at the bottom. So oh, I don't it? know who's actually making that. Because Capcom also, isn't internal. Let's not forget, Capcom have a history of making, putting out launch trailers and then never finishing the game. Mm. Anyone remember Deep Down? <laughs> no. I mean, that was a launch trailer that never saw the light of day. Mm. Um, the yeah, so I mean, it's a long way away as well. Apparently, we're talking twenty twenty two for that one. So at least it's not a launch trailer because they can fail to bring it out. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. They could, it could be forgotten. <laughs> no one will mind. Uh, and then the last game of the of the show uh, is a big one, but it had to happen eventually, right? It's been a while. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Here it is. Not, so not Zero Dawn Two. They actually are just called. You know, the franchise isn't called Horizon Zero Dawn. They're calling the franchise Horizon. Horizon. Right. Okay. Um, so we know that now. Um, but yeah, Forbidden West, and um, I don't know. I had a, I mean, it's hard to tell exactly what was going on from that trailer, honestly, because it just kind of looked like more Horizon to me. I mean, it looked beautiful. I mean, yeah, I, I still haven't got around to playing Horizon Zero Dawn. It's it doesn't seem like you can play. like go west from wherever Zero Dawn took place and end up in where it looks like you are now. That more like looks like southwest. <laughs> Maybe. You have to get a lot significantly more tropical. Yeah, it was, it was quite snowy, wasn't it, in places in the yeah. original game. I mean, that, the snowy stuff was a... Um, wasn't that the expansion? Well, yeah, I guess oh. that was the more snowy expansion. It was quite like fir <laughs> trees, though, and stuff, right, in the original? Like, guess, if, yeah. if not actual snow. Hmm. 
And did I see like the Golden Gate Bridge fucked up in that trailer? Yeah. <laughs> classic. Got me get that meme in there. Always classic. <laughs> I mean, that's in everything, isn't it? Well, yeah. It's even in the. It was even in. Where was it? Where I think it must have been Star Trek Picard, maybe, or like where it it just had a whole bunch of solar panels on it. They just left it there, but with solar panels, and then behind it was whatever Starfleet Academy or whatever's there, or Starfleet headquarters or whatever it is. Well, yeah, I think in, at least in one of those movies, the, the bridge blows up. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, got to get that landmark in there. But that, you know, that, surely that would imply Southwest then. <laughs> you can't, if you're in the middle of America, that's not nearly snowy enough. It's, unless you're in the mountains, I guess. If it wasn't that far, you could have been in the Rockies, I suppose. Yeah, that's not that far away. I mean, I mean, it is, but it isn't. You know, you know, all this talk about the Golden Gate Bridge, I think it's just got me thinking about the, I think it's the opening to Vanquish. Yep. Where they where they boil the sea. <laughs> oh, naturally. And also the beginning of the core, where that same thing happens, but from a different oh, angle. Right. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man Vanquish. I should play that again. That's cool. Um the one with the space commies Russians or pretty much, yeah. yeah and you're it. like um the guy in the weird rocket suit. Like yeah, yeah. knee sliding everywhere. Yeah, that game was crazy. Badass. There should be more games like that. The platinum joint. Uh, and right, there is one thing left to cover. One more thing. This is thing. whether we count Zach as accurately predicting or not. <laughs> and it's not a V shape. It's A V. It's A V. It's. It's sort of a V, but not okay. quite in the way you described. <laughs> right. Go look at pictures of the PlayStation 5, because we now know what it looks like. I'm sure and people have, and I'm sure people have seen the memes. <laughs> I was... Well, I do not know how I feel about it, honestly, because like my first impression was, sweet, weird consoles are back. Yep. But then the more I look at it, the more I'm just like, I don't know if that's weird good or just weird 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 i sort of when i i sort of quite like it um it's huge though it's massive yeah when it's yeah. in like the disk drive using yeah. the disk drive as a form of reference i have yeah like it's really long i mean the the digital one looks better obviously because it's symmetrical but on the other hand it's like, like yeah, the cd I drive would, looks like such a lump doesn't it, it does it's look like, weird but on that but that sort of reminds me of the ps2 uh looking asymmetrical and weird you know at least when it's upright um and it was just a slab it was like wasn't all that asymmetric no i just mean like sub box yeah sub box thing which maybe that was the power supply but anyway yeah yeah the original ps2 like like it reminded me of you know skyscrapers or like a skyline or something because it was like two buildings next to each other um Oh yeah, it sort of overhung, didn't it? Yeah, yeah I remember now. Yeah, so that reminds me of that. But oh, um, but then I'm like, oh, would I get the digital edition? But it's like, well, if it's got like a full-on 4K Blu-ray, you you drive, you kind of want that to play movies on potentially. So 
probably is worth yeah. getting the, the disc. Because well, I haven't, yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in, in a 4K Blu-ray player. Yeah, like because I haven't got like, any of the exactly. PS4 Pro for some reason they didn't put one in. Yeah, um, it, it's it's a bit weird how like it needs a little weird disc on it in order to go sideways, right? Because it's mm. too it's too wavy to go sideways hot, normally. Yeah, there's no flat edge, so they needed yeah. to have a stand that make gives it a flat in flat it's, edge and horizontal. Quite strange, but the the so, like like standing upright. It almost reminds me of the 360, actually, with that sort of curve. On yeah, it. I yeah. thought that. I, like, I saw Which I liked. Yeah, I always liked the inhale. And sad that, you know, they kind of abandoned that and went for full-on box for the Xbox One. So I, I, I quite like curviness. So I don't know. I quite like it. I wonder what it looked like in full black. There'll probably be a full yeah, black that's, one. That's, that's what I was literally about to say. Like, I, think, I think maybe the white was a mistake. And I've yeah. heard so many outlets. Like I've watched quite a, I went and watched quite a few like reaction vids, like yeah. of the, like the giant bomb one where they watched it, and the Easy Hour yeah. one where they went like at the moment it was revealed, and uh, a couple others, and all of them said, "Oh, that looks like a router." Like or yeah, router. yeah, yeah. But and the thing like, about it the... really does it really does. <laughs> I mean, the thing about that r- 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 router comment is like a router is a. Small computer, right? That doesn't have like heavy like cooling requirements or anything, and and it like it's basically a box. (laughs) It's a box, but there's the opportunity with a router to give it stupid shapes. So therefore, people have always given them stupid shapes, and you know what I mean. It's like an electronics box, but you can make it a stupid shape if you want. So routers, they have done that, and with consoles, they haven't always been able to do that because. You know, it's not practical. Yeah, well, not necessarily because there must have been quite a lot of thought put into the cooling of this, especially after the PS4 was fucking loud as shit. Well, Uh, sure, because the vents are at the front of the thing. Yeah, well, they're all looks like it's all round the damn thing, right? All around it, yeah, kind of. Which is, I mean, that's what they made. They made a big deal. That's how they the first glimpse you see, isn't it? Is the blue light that goes around the vents, shining off the vent struts. Yeah, I mean, I quite. No, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, I honestly, I just don't know how I feel about it. Also, yeah, the massiveness is a bit of a concern. I, I, it is the the fact that it's huge is a bit of a problem. But other than that, I'm I'm pretty fine with it because I don't really actually care what the box looks like. Particularly, it's more the controller is more important to me. I think. Uh, sure. And I quite like the design language. Like, I like the kind of. I know they're going overboard with the white, but like in between the trailers, you know, I liked the whole flat surface with the 3D PlayStation symbols. Like, like. Uh, folding out of it or like angling out of it you know out of a flat surface i thought that was kind of a cool look mm. you know all white because because everything's all black in playstation in sorry in xbox land and <laughs> has been since the beginning in many ways uh or, since the bone anyway the 360 was white yeah 360 was white yeah that's true i think i'm thinking of the original xbox brand was like black and green wasn't yeah, it? it was black yeah. and green it's yeah. evil lad yeah yeah, so I don't know. I um, quite like it. Uh, they'll have to be a slim one eventually. <laughs> Years yeah, into I the future, they're going to have to cut that thing down in size at some point. But yeah, I'm pretty pretty fine with it. I think it'll look more it looks more interesting than the Xbox One, even though the Xbox is a weird shape. It's you know, I don't know. Yeah, the Xbox is just a slab. Yeah, but it's like it's a brick. It's like a weird brick shape. Yeah. 
But it's like it's not a, your standard it's a, it's a shape of it's brick. It's a brick versus a Pagani Zonda. That's yeah, going it's gone a bit zondery. Fair enough. Anyway, yeah, fine. Yeah. It's a PlayStation. Yeah, I don't know. I, um, yeah, the look is a bit strange. Uh, though I'm just trying to think. Like, it probably like given my setup right now, it's probably not any worse. Like, I would probably horizontally mount it rather than vertically. Yeah, it's clearly designed to sit vertically. But I'd probably have to do the same thing with the X-Ax. Like, it would have to. Yeah. Bit horizontally as a lump somewhere in my uh, arrangement. That's so, yeah, and then they were like, "Oh, hey, we've got all these other things. There's a, there's a special headset that's done in the same branding. There's a media remote that's in the same style. We've got a docking station for your controllers because we couldn't fit it in the V shape." <laughs> And that was PlayStation. Indeed. So we got a tiny little glimpse. No, no. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Before I say that, like, there's no mention of pricing at all at this stage. They're still... still 599 holding. US dollars. I mean, here's the thing. That rumor has resurfaced with a vengeance. I mean, they um, can't be that exact price because of the memes. But uh, super big. Yeah. It's like that is that has resurfaced as that's actually what this thing costs. Um, for real though, and uh, there's some there's some thought that the 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 all digital version is likely to be about fifty dollars cheaper, something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's probably uh, worth fifty dollars for a for a Blu-ray player if if you need one. Like a, a a 4K one. That's the point, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah, so that's quite nice to have the option. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd probably just get the one with a drive, just because there's you know I've still got that. But I still think there's a value to having physicality of games. Yeah. Like even if all even if all that means is like you're you're putting the disc in, installing off the disc, and maybe actually that we're getting to the point where the installation off disc is potentially slower than your download speeds. In yeah. some places, um, and you're going to have to patch the game anyway once you've installed it. So whatever, there's there is a certain element to hey, I can gift someone a physical copy. I can lend someone a physical copy. Digital is still a yeah, yeah, on that, you know. Yeah, but it's nice to see that it's going in the digital kind of direction. Um, oh know, well, for... maybe it's not like Xbox haven't done it. Like, like they did, you know. You can get, you can buy a Xbox S digital edition. Yeah, which doesn't just doesn't have the drive. Yeah, it's quite nice. Although it's like an empty space. <laughs> it's like they just took the drive out. They didn't actually do anything clever. Hmm. <sighs> right. I mean, the main thing is the games. Like, uh, I, I, I mean, the the thing that's happening right now is that all the awesome games are coming out this year for this generation. Right. We're talking Last of Us. We're talking Cyber. Punk, we're talking uh, Ghost of Tsushima, right? Tushima. There's nothing as good as that on the PS5, probably for a while. Unless, right? No, I mean, almost that, certainly. That really, I, don't, I don't think we've seen. I don't feel like we've seen the best that Sony has to offer. Yeah. 
you know, the, the best that Sony can pull out of the bag. I don't think we're going to get that at launch because what console does that at launch? Exactly. Super, well, super I mean, those days are over, right? It was. The time was when Halo came out with the Xbox and et cetera. And uh, Super Mario 64. Those are like yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> super Mario World, maybe. Well, hey, let's if, 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 you're doing, if we're playing this game, Nintendo in general, pretty good at launches. Freaking Breath of the Wild. Well, I mean, they, they kind of <laughs> yeah. cheated by doing this, like... Yeah, you know, the, the, Zelda, the Mario and Zelda year. Well, they they they, they cheated where they um, you know the game was meant to be for the previous console, and then they rapidly ported it, or, or not, you know, or they rejiggered it, right? Because Breath of the Wild did come out on Wii U, and uh, yeah. Twilight Princess came out on the GameCube. I had it. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of cheating, but still, yeah, that was. I mean, one two punch of Mario and Zelda with the the probably the best Zelda for years and years. Um, and a really and, fantastic Mario. And a, and well. a great Mario. Well, great. Yeah. I mean, some of the best games ever. Ah, yeah. Good luck beating that. Hard to top. What is, and what, what do we know Microsoft has at this point? Halo Infinite. That's yeah. It. Halo maybe, Infinite. Maybe Forza 9. Or 8, sorry. Have they made it? Did they do 8? No, 8. We're on 8. Yeah, Forza 8. I mean, imagine if Halo Infinite was really good. <laughs> Just imagine. Anyway, can you imagine it? Can you? I can sort of picture it, but I, I don't know. You'd have to get Bungie back. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fold in all of the um, experience of um, uh, Destiny back into Halo. Hmm. I don't know. I find myself in a difficult place in my uh, thought process on these consoles right now. Because it's just like, yeah, Sony are kind of top of their game at the moment, generally. Yeah. I didn't realize how how much the PS4 had outsold the Xbox. Like, it completely outstripped it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Sony are definitely top of their game at the moment. It's like, not just in terms of, like, their sales or swagger. It's like the games they are putting out, you know, the first party stuff that Sony is putting out is generally pretty damn good um if if maybe you could argue that sony's first party lineup is somewhat samey across the board you know if you think if you think about horizon and spider-man and god of war and stuff like that you can sort of see a through line there to some extent yeah. it's like there's this there's there's a style of mature game that they are kind of always doing yeah. There's not really much in the way of different tones from them. But then Microsoft haven't they haven't given any kind of confidence in their first party lineup for some time now. For a long time, yeah. I mean Gears Five was okay. Was was pretty good, but not the best Gears has been. Uh, you know, Gears Tactics is okay but hasn't grabbed me. Um, Forza Horizon is still Forza, you know, but hasn't been super different for a long time um and we haven't seen halo for ages <laughs> so it's and crackdown 3 was cool. <laughs> mm. so it's just a super mixed bag and it's hard to hard to know exactly well whether you can trust them a little bit on the first party side right now even though even with all their investments into other studios mm. but but and this is a huge but but game pass it's it's hard to un- I think I think it's hard to underestimate just how big a deal Game Pass is. I mean, it's 
there are so many things I've played through that. Because it's a hell of a service. <laughs> hmm. I mean, Sony presumably. Oh, oh, Ori. Hang on, let's let's roll that back. Ori highlight. <laughs> They've got one highlight. Yeah, I mean, so is, the... is Sony going to compete with Game Pass? I guess they can't do the cross-platform thing. I mean, they sort of already are, but it's not as strong. They've got PlayStation Now, yeah, which is effectively their competing product, but the stuff that turns up on PlayStation Now isn't... There's not so many big hitters there. I mean, I think you can get like Uncharted 4 and things like through that if you didn't get it on PS Plus. And... Uh, you know, some of the older titles are there. But it's not like Sony have got this policy of, like, all first-party titles are going to be on PlayStation Now Day 1, which Microsoft does. Yeah. So it's a... it's Game Pass is still super compelling. And my and personally, my X-Bone is my oldest console under the TV right now. And that thing is aging. <laughs> mm. So it's like if I want to stay in the Microsoft ecosystem, maybe I leapfrog that side and come into PlayStation later, like I did with PS4. Like I don't know. I'm having yeah. a hard time. I mean, I'm it, having uh, a hard time reconciling this right now. I think it, it probably will depend on on Halo Infinite. Uh, and um, and uh, I mean, like I say, I think I, I'm you know I, I'm I'm definitely stronger towards ps5 myself but it, it's going to be a while before i get one because there's so many games to play on ps4 <laughs> you know that are probably <laughs> superior for a while not superior but you know what i mean i, I mean I'm, I'm sure these games will run on a ps5 and might be a bit nicer but with a pro like i'm fine for now the pro, the pro is still a juicy ass console yeah it's, it's, I mean, no, it's no xbox x but it's still it's pretty pretty juicy. pretty beefy and like how are you going to compete like i say with the Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima and and, uh, and Cyberpunk, right? For a while, they're the big games. Yeah. Oh, but that Cyberpunk on X XX. Oh, that's true. That'll be sweet. That is true. That's a good point. Yeah, but you'll probably play on PC, right? I mean, I'd be tempted. Yeah, but it's like my PC's not got you know. It's, I'm I'm rocking a 1080 on my PC. That's that's nowhere near as powerful as these new, new consoles will be. New consoles, yeah. Probably not even as powerful, subtly than an Xbox One X, right? Mm. Um, I doubt I could run Red Dead in 4K. Um, well, yeah. Bloody hell, 4K. Well, you don't have a 4K. Well, you did 4K TV. I have a 1440p yeah. monitor on my PC, mm. but yeah, my TV's 4K. Yeah. But I can't stream from my PC to my TV, right? No. Right. That's the PlayStation That's a, 5 show. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we want to go into... No, I think... Yeah, PC that... gaming show. I think, I wanna, I think I'll finish that off and we'll come back to that next time. Cool. Um, I think we're coming up on a podcast here. Jesus, have we been going that long? Yeah, it's two hours, 50, 10... Something like that. Yeah, Bloody I think hell. that's our usual time. So we'll have to use this as an E3 special, come back to our regular scheduling 
uh, another time. Bloody hell. Just getting warmed up. Indeed. <laughs> uh, well, maybe maybe we'll have enough to do a new section and uh, what you've been playing for the next one. I finished Yakuza. How about that? Done. <laughs> it's a well, hell of a game. there better be some kick-ass Yakuza on the PS5. Well, yeah, we'll get Yakuza 7. But yeah. At least Microsoft have already shown that, though, so I don't know if Sony will be able to show that. Well, we shall see. Cool. Well, thank you for okay, joining the game us. Has like five different twists in the one end sequence. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I think we deserve talking about then. <laughs> Bonkers. Let's talk about that next time. <laughs> so we. Yeah, yeah, no, I won't, I won't be. I won't be long on it. But yeah, if, if you want to talk, did you mean now or later? No, we could. I was just thinking we could uh, we could do more videos next week, or we could do it bring forward the next podcast. Yeah, so uh, uh, listen out for another podcast, uh, or check out our YouTube channel if instead we do videos. (laughs) It can wait. Zach, I'm sure, like he's been quiet this entire time. I'm sure he's got a lot of satisfactory built up in him. Yeah, you have to save it. Cool, uh, and uh, we'll do the PC gaming show as well. Yeah, so, I, mean, I think there might be some other events happening between now and next cast as well. We will have news. So yes, Whoop. thanks for thanks for joining us, listeners. Uh, catch you for the next one. Bye. Bye.